Welcome, everybody, to the Love Not Fear podcast, your daily source of inspiration and actual insights. I'm David Hensel, and together with my co-host, Eduard Brink, we dig into discussions on productivity, business, and personal development, all with the aim of shifting the narrative from acting out of love, not fear. Eduard, what's our topic today? Hey, David. Today, I'd like to talk about subconscious beliefs versus the life we want. So let's talk about how we are influenced by what some subconscious beliefs we have about our culture and ourselves and how they prevent us potentially from living the life we want. I think on, on this topic, it would make sense to figure out or talk about like how do you really find out what you actually want in the different areas of your life. And if there's any subconscious beliefs that are holding you back from actually achieving it, you know, something that you really want, but you can't get it. And then maybe how about how to get rid of these subconscious beliefs? I think that's probably a good structure. So maybe we start with how do you define what you really want? How yeah. do you do that? It sounds pretty easy, but <laughs> we assume we know what will make us happy and how to pursue it. But it's quite hard. Living in the present moment and being open to new experiences is often blocked by limiting beliefs and the things that we think we have to uh, spend our attention to. How did you find out what, what you really want? Or do you know what you want? Do you have a defined um, mission and vision in the three I areas mean, of your life? For me, it's easier to slow down and put myself in a different environment. So traveling is, is like opening a lid of a can. And I can reach into what I want and put things in perspective. So that, that really helps. But oh boy, it's hard. And, and sometimes after a period of working hard in the business, I find that I lost track of where I really want to go and what's really important. But also overall in, in life, I think you wrote your funeral exercise. Funeral exercises is a concept where you sit down and figure out what you want people to say at your funeral about you and this can kind of give you the idea of like begin with the end in mind you know what do you really want to achieve and then you can work backwards to achieving this that's one good way to figuring out what you want and i think the wheel of life is a really cool exercise where you look at the different areas of your life you know financially work family friends etc etc if you go to managinghappiness.com there's a link to the free habit tracker and that's a mini course where you can do the wheel of life exercise I think that's a good one to kind of figure out in which areas of your life you're currently living the life that you want or what you can adjust. I think this is also very important about the judgment, the judging our lives, how complete or successful it looks. By judging, it's taking attention away of how much we've actually grown in the past time, especially to the end of the year. We come into Christmas and I must say, me too, I'm reflecting on what happened last year and it's so easy to become overwhelmed for and to focus on anything that did not work it's really hard to count your blessings and build upon that and to say hey damn i did move the needle a bit towards where i really want to go one thing that that helps me is i always do my 90 day plans and kind of write down which, which things i want to achieve and it's kind of cool to go back into these documents and kind of see like okay actually i got this done i got this done I got this done because I think it's a human thing. You always forget what happens, especially the good things. And you kind of like remember more the negative things. But yeah, gratitude exercise, definitely a, a good one to count your blessings on a daily basis and keeping track of your successes and looking back at them on a regular basis to see like, hey, yeah. I'm actually doing pretty good. 
Where can I buy the book on that? Because I suck at it. I also suck at celebrating things that did work. I'm like, yeah, 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 let's get it over next. And it's yeah. really, really bad. It's good if you have a success to let it sink in, go there, experience how that feels like. And I think it's a great way to build upon that even. But I'm, I'm really bad at that. Yeah, I'm working on getting better at it. I'm just listening to the Ikigai book again. Mm -hmm. And one thing that these centenarians, I guess people who live over 100 years in these cities in Japan, one big thing is they celebrate all the time, like all kinds of things. And I think it's like, you know, being with community and yeah, I think it's an important thing to celebrate. So how can we celebrate more? I guess once a project is complete, we do that. Actually, I got better at this and I got a really positive reaction, very, very personal, but I'm going to share it anyway. So my wife went through chemo and she just finished chemo and she's recovering. Before I would have never done this in a million years, but I put together a dinner, went out with her family and, you know, kind of give a little speech of like recognizing and celebrating that she's better now. And this was like so extremely well. It was very emotional and also thank the, the family for supporting us so much. And it was very emotional and very well received, you know, by my wife. And so I think it's, even though it also doesn't come naturally to me, I'm, I'm putting an effort to do these things more often because it makes quite a difference. I guess also with your team, you know, people feel that they're seeing and that they're appreciated, et cetera, you know, yeah. versus just like, go, 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 go. Yeah. Yeah. In businesses, seeing problems as obstacles to goals instead of opportunities to learn, this is a big thing. So but kind of, I guess back to our subconscious beliefs versus the life we want, yeah. you know, I think it's, it's like figuring out what you want, defining your mission, vision and values and, and the goals in your life and also tracking it on a regular basis. I, for example, do the wheel of life on a regular basis to kind of see where I stand and where I can calibrate. What are your ideas on, on letting the past define you? So when you calibrate, we all carry our, we are the sum of the past emotions. So where is it a source of wisdom and inspiration and where is it something that is holding you back and keeping you from reaching your goal? I guess trauma is, is a big one. You know, trauma is something that you experience, but you don't accept it. Or you can't let it just like pass through you. And, you know, with my aphantasia condition, I'm not an expert on trauma because I don't have to deal with those. Thank God, knock on wood. But yeah, I think there's like always a really big one that holds people people back. In general, limiting self-beliefs in Don Miguel's Four Agreements, he has the story of the girl in, in the beginning. A mother comes home from work, has a terrible headache, had a very shitty day at work, and the daughter is singing and jumping on the bed, and the mother loses her cool because the singing and jumping makes her head explode even more. And she says, stop jumping on the bed and don't sing. You have a terrible voice anyway. Nobody wants to hear you sing. And the girl makes agreement with herself that she has a bad voice and she never speaks up again in front of people, doesn't sing, etc. Or if, if somebody, you know, at school says like to a girl, like, hey, you're ugly and she makes this agreement, doesn't matter if she's super pretty or not, she makes this limiting self-belief and disagreement. So I guess like finding these things where you're holding yourself back, you know, and I had this with managing happiness. I decided to lean into this multiple times but i always like kind of like didn't do it at the end like distract myself with something else and it was a workshop at mmt mastermind talks a really cool community shout out to jason who who's put this together and his wife and the author of the book immunity to change was there and we did a workshop with him and it's basically kind of figuring out like which commitment have you made 
And so where do you want to step on the gas, but subconsciously pump the brake? And for me, this was managing happiness. Why don't I really lean into this? And by doing this exercise, I realized that I really want to do this, but I also had this belief that people do not get value from it subconsciously, even though I logically, I really knew that people get value from it because I've like a boatload of testimonials. People call me out of the blue, thanking me that it changed their life so much. And, you know, then like, Hey, talk to my wife. She wants to thank you as well. But somehow it didn't feel right with me. And so actually two things, I'm, I'm getting a little, little off track here with the thinking that managing happiness doesn't provide enough value. I knew it logically, but not subconsciously, because every time I started a new cord and I was waiting for the people to join the, the Zoom call, I thought like, oh, nobody will show up. But everybody always showed up, you know, and people get a lot of value out of it. So by doing an affirmation, basically asking myself every morning and evening, why do people get so much value from managing happiness? I reprogrammed my subconscious mind in order to get rid of this limiting self-beliefs and affirmations are cool, but affirmations work much better because you trick your subconscious by asking this question in a way that it's true. You know, like, cause as much like, why do you get so much value? It's the statements or like they, they get value. And this called a book called little great book of affirmations, very quick read explains this a little more in detail. So this helped me tremendously to overcome this. And then back to this immunity to change book. I found out that, you know, what, what I'm doing or not, not doing, and then what hidden commitments have I made? And, you know, thinking like, if I fully focus on managing happiness, will my other businesses fall away? Will I basically starve and not have any money? This is like one element. And, but the really big one was, because I have no problem starting a new business and leaning into it, but with managing happiness, I feel it so close to my personal mission and vision. That if I fail at this, I fail at life. This was like the, the big realization of me. And my workaround was that I just write down how much time I spend on it. And this is like, kind of like exposure therapy, you know, that I'm doing it, doing it, doing it. I didn't have like the removing this fear of not living up to my life's purpose. It didn't fully go away, but I just like track how much time I spend on it to not divert. And the affirmations also helped me to get over this hmm. so that's long, long mon monologue sorry sorry but yeah. that's very very appropriate yeah. <laughs> as long as you're having fun <laughs> i'm a bit surprised that tracking it does so much for you but let's in the, indeed circle back to the topic because there are many great thinkers that are a fan of the theory that we all use to a certain level of discomfort so that we're mm -hmm. actually self-sabotaging change because it is scary to leave in an, an area of suffering nearly. I don't know how to put it, but people tend to seek a situation that they're familiar with. Mm -hmm. So that's their limiting belief system. Do you agree on that, that theory? Yeah, I mean, it's much easier. And I guess like this is how we're built. Like body wants to consume energy to always kind of like go the path that we know and not to venture out. But I think like, you know, everything you want is on the other side of fear. So you kind of want to push your limits always a little bit to get better. Yep. And one thing that, that helped me is when I remember things that I did before that are extreme, for example, like bungee jumping off like some giant building in Las Vegas, when I think about that, you know, cause it's always like, you just have to take this, the first step and, and to do it, remembering that I did this gives me the power to do things that I usually hold back. And I think you do a lot of cold exposure. I think that's also a thing you're kind of like, oh, I can, I can do this and overcome this, like take that step. I guess you condition yourself that it becomes easier to do these things. And last thought on this, 
I forgot which book this was, but fear often comes from you think subconsciously that you will not be able to handle the situation that you're potentially putting yourself in. And most of the time, like I've, I've handled every situation that I've been in so far in my life, you know, so like in the future, this will probably also be the case. And I also have an affirmation. Why is it so easy for me to handle every situation that I get into to kind of like make that limiting self-belief go away that I can do basically anything I want to do. I think it's easier to spend time thinking of how you will feel in a certain situation than think of how you will get out of this tricky situation. When you have a problem, it's very easy to feel and think of how you're feeling while you have this problem. Hmm. Rather I mean, thinking of like how, how I feel goes, when I get yeah. out of it. And 20% goes in actually to the problem-solving mode. We, we spoke about uh, finding an, an area, uh, finding times in your agenda where you speak to like-minded people. That is a great, great way to uh, adjust your thinking and speed up certain processes. Yeah, yeah. We have come to the end of our podcast today. But one thing I I do want to touch on because it was burning in in my head <laughs> since you were speaking, and that's about do actions trigger change or does tr- change trigger action? And I think. It is so easy to focus on, on making minor changes in your lives, minor action, doing, start doing things, building up routines, hmm. and they will build up to change in your life versus, hey, I don't want to be this person anymore, or I don't want to have this situation anymore, and think of it as an a enormous uh, problem to solve. The sum of the small steps, I'm really experimenting on that, and making them habitual is a game changer. Yes, I, I guess... Breaking it down to smaller steps, you know, I don't want to be overweight or whatever, but just really breaking it down to the small step and starting with, with like an easy one, having the wins, gaining momentum is like always like a big one to overcome. I, I think I just handed you the takeaway for this episode on a silver platter, David. So I guess look at where you want to improve something in your life and break it down to small steps and start. Yeah. How about three things you start, three things you're going to ditch, what's not working. It's mm, good. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Hope to see you soon. And if you enjoyed today's discussion, don't forget to subscribe, read the show notes. There's a lot of information in the show notes and join our love community at lovenotfear.com. And please give feedback and ideas for, for next episodes. Rock and roll. Thank you.